0: The prophecy
1: came not in all time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy of God. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the time we can get into the word of God this evening. Pray you bless it, Lord. There may be people still underway. I know there's some who are going to be late tonight. Pray be with them. There are some who are sick. I want to think of, uh, particularly of Jenny and John and and uh, Lindsay, who's homesick tonight. Lord, I pray you put your healing hand upon them, that they'll make a quick recovery. I know that sometimes, I know it's a different sickness or the same or whatever, but Lord, but I just pray, put your healing hand upon your people. And I pray, God, you just bless our time in your word. May we have just a wonderful, wonderful and encouraging time. And those who just can't be with us, who want to be here, just bless them, help them, encourage them, strengthen them, and minister to all of us in Jesus' precious name. Amen. All right, so we're considering... The subject of prophecy, and uh, so, what we talked so far so far last week was what was the biblical prophet. First mention of a prophet was found. Well, I won't ask you what the reference was, but who was the first mention of the, of the biblical prophet? He was the first prophet mentioned in the Bible, in Genesis. It's, it's not yeah, well, like, you can say that, but it's, he's not, it's not explicitly stated. Abraham. Abraham. just Genesis chapter 20, verse 7. Okay? And then uh, Abraham was an ambassador, he was an intercessor. Abraham, but before Abraham, Jude was a prophet. Enoch was a prophet. Uh, Aaron was a prophet. Moses was a prophet. Samuel was a prophet. There were hundreds of prophets in the Old Testament era, and it was clearly an act of office in the Old Testament. And the absence of a prophet was seen as a curse from God. God, was a blessing and judgment from God, should I really say. A prophet was a proclaimer of truth. Some were genuine, some were false. Sadly, many apostatized. A prophet was a calling of God, and prophets were targeted by the wicked. And Romans chapter 11, verse 3 tells us that Elijah was lamenting that. So in summary, a prophet was an individual called of God to proclaim truth, who became targeted by the enemy. Then we ask the second question, what does it mean to prophesy? And it means that to bring messages from God to others. It means to speak authoritatively. It means to declare the name of the Lord, to declare the word of God. It was how God spoke in the Old Testament. And it was how he spoke to different nations. And what of the Old Testament book was written by men called prophets. prophets. OK. So in summary, whether well, these individuals were foretelling, which is predicting the future, or telling, which basically means preaching, proclaiming what was already revealed, Prophets brought messages from God to others with great authority, and whether it was scripture or not, it was considered the word of God. And uh, Matthew 2, 23 was a good example of that. We looked at that last week. This week, and uh, we're going to just make the statement the prophecies were just for certain seasons. Okay? So I'm going to ask for scriptures to be read. So could you raise your hand for Matthew 21.26? Matthew 21.26? It's got a there. Uh, Okay, we have... <laughs> Liam. <laughs> Liam. <laughs> Liam, Matthew 21, 26, happily have, 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 memorized that, okay, we're going to have Luke 7, 26 to 28, Luke 7, 26 to 28 for Paul, uh, Matthew 11, verse 9, Matthew 11, verse 9, Mary, uh, Matthew 13, 57, Matthew 13, verse, Lizzie, Acts 13, verse 1, Acts 13, verse 1, Hannah, Acts fifteen thirty two Acts fifteen thirty two by the Willie Acts twenty one verse ten Acts twenty one ten and uh, me uh, Romans twelve verse six Romans twelve thank you Christine First Corinthians twelve six eight or sorry First Corinthians twelve eight to First Corinthians twelve eight to ten and uh, Sarah will get that Ephesians three verse two to five Ephesians three verse two to five Ephesians three verse two you have it? already? Did. Ephesians 3, verse 2 to 5. Oh, okay, you want to grab that Well, You know what? Yeah, you've got us a second, but we'll, we'll, we'll just hold off. Okay. And I'll give you that one in a minute. Okay. All right, so... Prophecies were just for certain seasons. Prophecy occurred. You know what, Jenny reminded me, and to be honest with you, I just need a little bit more time. There's too many things going on right now that I don't have time to do this, but what I really should do, what I need to do, is I need to put stuff up on a projector because it's easier to follow that way, and I get that. So I apologize. I have all the information here. I'm going to try and stick it in there, in your head, if you like, but I apologize for not having projected information. I'll try and do that for next week because we're going to have a different, going to deal with a different topic. Lord willing, next week. But prophecy occurred between the Old Testament, uh, sorry, between the beginning of the Old Testament to the close of the Old Testament. In other words, prophecy spanned the whole of the Old Testament canon. And then, what was after that? What happened? What was the period called after the, the canon closed of the Old Testament? Quiet. Okay. It was, it was the silence. The yeah, silent years. 400 silent years, or the intertestamental period. It's called either one or the other. Why is it called intertestamental? It's between the testaments. Between the yeah. testaments, exactly, OK. So it was waiting, this was from the writing of Malachi, which was about 420 BC, to the advent of Jesus Christ. This period of about 400 silent years is so-called, why? Why was it called the 400 silent years? Because there was no prophecy of That's exactly right. There, was, there were no new prophets were raised and God revealed nothing new to the Jewish people, okay? God was revealing nothing new, okay? So those who believe that the canon extends beyond the 66 books beg to differ, but for the Orthodox, okay, so Orthodox. So who would say that the canon goes beyond the 66 books of of what we call the 66 books of the Bible? Who would say it goes beyond that?
0: Catholic Church. Catholic Church,
1: so they would have books that we, they would, that we would call intertestamental books, and, and what do they call? Them? They called the apocrypha, but they called them also deuterocanonical canonical. The Council of Trent, fifteen sixteen, they said these are deutero, meaning second, canonical, meaning canon. So they added them to the canon. So according to Catholic Church, first and second Maccabees, the book of Esdras, Bel and the Dragon, all these canoni- all these non-canonical apocryphal books. Uh, are are part of the Catholic canon,
0: if you like, but not part of the Christian canon. So I think yeah. the, the Mormons the also have it in their books. The, the, the Mammoths yeah, they have it in yeah, she I actually didn't know that. Yeah, because they you know, have a copy of their Huh? They have books. So That's they have really they, interesting. Yeah, they have figures. They have it the data. That's why they say that, the the Jews say, well, are Smith. You the people of the they always make reference to them.
1: That's really interesting. Because yeah. I knew they used
0: the King James Bible. I know they have the Book of Mormon, but I didn't
1: know they used Maccabees Apocryphal books as well. Yeah, yeah. I never knew. One of those books has Praying for the Dead, doesn't it? I think yeah. Has, um, is which it? book is that? Yeah, Maccabees, I think it's. Yeah. Because Maccabees so, has Purgatory in it. I don't remember. So that makes sense mm-hmm. if you're praying for dead mm-hmm. in the Mormon Church. Mm-hmm. To do that. <laughs> Yeah, because they have been bat- baptisms for the dead. yeah 1 first Corinthians fifteen completely out of context. That's really okay. interesting. Well, okay, that'll be something to look into a little bit more. That's interesting. Okay, so there were four hundred silent years. Prophecy resumed then be- from the beginning of the New Testament to the close of the New Testament canon. Okay, and the only New Testament who are the only two men. Okay, let me start again. Who were the only two New Testament prophets mentioned in the Gospels? I asked this last week. Do
0: you remember the answer? Who? Like, oh, sorry.
1: New Testament prophets. Who were the only two New Testament prophets mentioned in the Gospels? John the Baptist, John the Baptist was born. and who was the second one? No, in the oh. Gospels. Oh, no, Gospels. New Testament prophets. Zachariah, which really followed the Old Testament, yeah, because the law... Well, he was a priest. He wasn't a prophet. So,
0: oh, it's also and thought... Gospels. <laughs> who is the second one. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> I know, he said last week. You got it right last week, okay? Alright, good. Okay, so so, uh, Matthew twenty one twenty six, please. Sorry, say
1: that again. Matthew twenty one twenty six. that was for Leo. Matthew 21, 26, second, second half of the verse says, For all whole John is a prophet. All whole John is a prophet, okay? Luke 7, 20,
0: 26 to 28. Woe unto you, where all men shall speak well of you. So for so did their fathers, the false prophet. And I say unto you, push here, push here, look enemy, do go to them push into, you, a
1: that costs you, and bring for their foods as they use you. Okay, so not right there. Luke 7, 26 to 28. Okay, um, sorry, I think you might be in the wrong chapter there, brother. Luke 7, yeah.
0: verse 26. The what went? ye are to see a prophet, ye, as he unto
1: you, much more than a prophet. Yeah, and, and then it's we're talking about John the Baptist, you know, and and there's the says there's none greater than John the Baptist one among what women, okay? So that's uh so John the Baptist is mentioned as a prophet, okay? Matthew eleven verse nine.
0: when she left for to see a prophet, yea, I say unto you, a more than OK, it's Matthew 13, verse 57. When they were offended in him, that Jesus said unto them, a the prophet is not without on, saying, in his own country, and in his
1: own house. So the Lord says, the prophet is not without honor. So the prophet is with honor, except when he's at home. So the Lord is used, was calling himself a prophet, if you like. OK? So he was a New Testament prophet. In fact, the Lord was more than a prophet. What was he? He was a prophet. What else was he? Okay, he's God. But, but what offices did of the Old Testament did the Lord Jesus come to fulfill? He was a prophet. What else was he? A priest. He was a priest. And what else was he? King. Prophet, priest, and king. Only Jesus Christ fulfills all three. And that's why, brethren, if you're wondering why Saul had such problems, Saul was a king, and Saul was a, was a prophet, but what did tr- Saul try to make himself? a priest, by making that offering because Samuel was late, okay? Only the Lord Jesus Christ is prophet, priest, and king. So he's, basically by doing that, he was setting himself directly against Christ. Do you understand what I'm saying? Although he may not realize that at the time, but he was obviously in rebellion. Okay, so New Testament times, the, the in the Gospels, John the Baptist and the Lord Jesus, the office of a prophet arose during the apostolic era, Acts 13, verse 1. As Barnabas and Simeon, that was called Niger, and the Cias of Cyrene, and the Nene, which had been brought up here the, the Tetriarch, and Saul. So in the, in Saul's church, who is now he was now called the Apostle Paul, in his church there were prophets, okay? And they're named there. Acts fifteen, and thirty-two. And Judas is always being prophets. Also themselves as the render. So Silas, who went with Paul on his missionary journeys, was a prophet, okay, Acts
0: 21.10. Who did I give that to And um, As we turned there many days, there came down from Judea uh,
1: a certain prophet named Agabus, there is the prophet we were talking about, okay, in the book of Acts. Okay, so these prophets were gifts to the body of Christ. Romans chapter twelve, verse six.
0: Having them gifts
1: differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let the prophecy according to the portion of faith. So, according to Scripture in the New Testament. During the apostolic era, prophecy was a gift given to the church. Isn't that what it says? 1 Corinthians 12, verse 8 to 10. For to one, <coughs> one is given by the Spirit, the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge, by the same Spirit, to another faith, by the same Spirit, to another the gift of healing, by the same Spirit, to another the word of miracles, to another prophecy, to another serving love spirits, to another dying with kind of thoughts, to another the eighth, imp-
0: Okay, so all these were gifts, and among them was prophecy.
1: Okay, the prophets and the apostles were part of the foundation of what? The church. That's really important to know. So what? The, why were there prophets in the New Testament era, during the beginning of the church age? Because they were setting the foundation, they were forming the foundation. That's really important. Acts 2 verse 20. It's Acts 2.20, I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20, I apologize, Ephesians 2.20. Who did I give that to? Noah? Okay, that's a very really important verse. Did I not get that I just Okay. Okay, Mary, go ahead. Ephesians 2.20. The Lord Jesus, sorry, the, the church is built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Now, is the church still built on the foundation of the apostles uh, of, of the foundation of the apostles? And no. No. Jesus Christ
0: is
1: the Jesus, Jesus Christ, is, the church is is still the, the chief the cornerstone on which the church
0: stands. Yes, Jesus
1: Christ is the rock. But is the church still built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets? The doctrine is founded That's key. Yeah. The apostles and prophets no longer are around what their doctrine is so yes the church is still built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets they were alive back then writing scripture back then but they're no longer alive anymore and their, their ministries have ceased Do you understand what i'm saying but we have their work in our hands praise the lord i'd be glad about that okay they're more alive than you yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just for sure. yeah. Come from this earth, but absolutely all right so Lizzie, I gave you Ephesians 3, 2-5, right? Not yet. Um, Hebrews 1, 1-2, 1-2, raise your hand. Hebrews 1, verse 1, Brandon. 1 Timothy 4, 14, 1 Timothy 4, 14, thank you, Janice. Uh, 2 Peter 2, verse 1, 2 Peter 2, verse 1, and um, you can read that, Andrew. And uh, 1 Corinthians 3, verse... 1 Corinthians 13, verse 8, 1 Corinthians 13, thank you, Johnny. Revelation eleven verse three to six. Revelation, thank you, and um, that'll do for the moment. All right. So, um, so let's, let's let's rehearse what we're saying. Prophecies were just for certain seasons. Prophecies occurred between the beginning of the Old Testament and the close of the Old Testament canon. So, all during the Old Testament era, prophecies were happening. It's very important. Then there was what four hundred silent years. Then we entered into what. The church age, okay? Church age began with, well, before the church age began, what was, what was uh, not before the church began, before the church age began, because we were in this transition period, okay? Uh, what we, what we call that transition period? There's four of them, by the way. That four transitions, but four of these. Gospels. the so four Gospels. I am trying to give you the hint there. Four Gospels. Right, exactly. So you've got the, the Gospel, during the Gospel period, then the Lord Jesus Christ and John the Baptist were the prophets, and then when the New Testament, the, the Church Age began, okay, Book of Acts, okay, the Church began with the Lord Jesus Christ, but the Age began at Pentecost, okay, different, okay. So that's that's a theological stuff that we could spend a long time talking about, but it's important, but not today. We'll probably talk about it later. Church Age began with the back of Book of Acts. Okay, and then it'll culminate with what? The rapture. At the beginning of the church age, there was prophecy again. There was prophecy again, okay? And during those, what those prophets did was, uh, let me just see, these these prophets were the gift to the body of Christ. They were part of the foundation of of, of of the church. And their role, the role of the prophets was what? Why were the prophets there during the beginning? Of the church age. What were they doing? What were the prophets doing? Establishing
0: the
1: church. They were establishing the church? How? And you're right. How? By the setting of doctrine. Exactly. And I will put this way proclaiming new revelation, establishing doctrine. Very, very important. This was really important. That's why you need the bird's eye view to see the whole picture, see how it all fits together. Okay. So their, their role was to proclaim new revelation. Ephesians three, verse two to five. Who did I give that? Oh, it's okay, right? Sorry. Ephesians three, what? But... Two to five, please. If you have heard of, of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, or how that by revelation you may know unto be the mystery, as I wrote afore in few words, whereby
0: when ye of Christ, which in other ages is not known unto the men, the unto the sons of men, as it is
1: now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. So the Holy, the, the holy Spirit was revealing revelation true to, to the apostles and prophets, and then they were broadcasting this new revelation. Very, very important at the beginning. Very, very important. Now, so the Romans proclaim the new revelation, but specifically, what do you think specifically the prophets, now just think for a second, specifically, what were the prophets proclaiming? Anything specific you could think of now? Now, we're just trying to put it down to bare bones, really simplistically. If you're explaining this to children. What were these prophets basically proclaiming? In a real simple terms. But the sufficiency of the sacrifice of Christ. Okay, the sufficiency of Christ, and I'll go beyond that to say the teachings of Jesus Christ. So, the sufficiency of Christ, let's put that in there. Say all The teachings of Jesus Christ. Really, really important. Because the Lord Jesus Christ will come, and he was, you know, that prophet that Moses had talked about in Deuteronomy, okay? I don't remember what chapter, but th- that prophet. Because remember they said to John the Baptist, are you that prophet? He said, no, I'm not. That prophet from Deuteronomy is the Lord Jesus Christ. And so these prophets then are now promoting that prophet, the Lord Jesus Christ, the prophet, priest, and king, if I can put it that way, okay? And they were promoting the teachings of Jesus Christ. Hebrews 1, verse 1 and 2.
0: God, who at sundry times and in divers lands spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son, to whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also the name of the world. Now think about
1: that. He, in, in old times, in the Old Testament, in sundry times, in, the, in different times, but basically the Old Testament, he spoke by the prophets. Now he's spoken by his son. So all these prophets are just reiterating the words of Jesus Christ. That's what they're doing. All all their doctrine, they got from Jesus Christ. Think about it. The twelve apostles were around who? Jesus. That was the qualification to be an apostle. They had to actually, physically, be in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and learn from him and the Apostle Paul is called an Apostle born at a due time and did he see the Lord Jesus Christ? On the, On the road to Damascus and then and in Arabia Galatians 1 tells us in Arabia he spent three years with the Lord Jesus Christ in the Bible Institute of the Lord Jesus Christ, Emmanuel Bible Institute okay if you like, Emmanuel meaning God with us and uh, he spent three years with Christ learning. Learning apostolic doctrine, and all these apostles, and passed up those teachings to the prophets, and they all promoted the teachings of Jesus Christ, and that's how he spoke to the world by in the last days through his son Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? Okay, we've we seen a the picture there. Okay, so uh, the role of the prophets was to proclaim new revelations, specifically the teachings of Jesus, and to confirm the gifts. Given to the at the beginning of the church age by the Savior, First Timothy four fourteen. So Paul said that to, to, to Timothy, "Neglect not the gift that was given thee," and then said, "Which was given thee by prophecy." Okay, so the prophecies were 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 uh, declaring and, and authenticating or confirming the gifts. Okay, however, by the way, brethren, prophets have to be scrutinized. Not everybody that said they were prophet was a prophet, and not everybody said they were if you said they were prophet had to be believed. That's Second Peter chapter two, verse one, please. But there was false prophets also among the
0: people, even as there shall be false teachers among so, so, people are trying to get to
1: think and say, Look, in the Old Testament times there were false prophets. Can anybody name a false prophet in the Old Testament? What's his name? Balaam. Balaam false prophet in the Old Testament, so there were false prophets, and he wasn't the only one, I think we all know that, there were false prophets in the Old Testament, and there are also false uh, prophets in the New Testament, okay, and so we're to be aware of that, to, so the prophets were to be scrutinized. So, so prophecy resumed between the beginning of the New Testament and the close of the New Testament canon. Has the, old, has the New Testament canon closed? It has. So, now are we in a period of prophecy? No. no, because the canon is closed, okay? So we are now in a period of silent years again. In between the Old Testament and the New Testament was the 400 silent years. And now again we're in a period of silent years. Are you with me here? Okay? Does the Bible say that? First Corinthians 13 verse 8. Who did I get that to? <clears throat> Second Corinthians? First Corinthians 13 verse 8. Charity never faileth, but whether... There be prophecies; they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall seize, Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. So the Bible says, if "There are going to be two prophecies; they shall fail." Prophecies are failing. There are people making prophecies all the time, okay, and they're failing because they're 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 not being scrutinized for starters. Well, not by the people Anyway, we're in a period of silent years. Prophecy will then resume again. Prophecy is going to resume again. And this could be a difficult question I'm going to ask why in a minute, but let's go there. Revelation chapter 11, let's all turn to Revelation chapter 11. Prophecy will resume again. Okay? So we're seeing a picture here of prophecy. Began in the Old Testament era, from the beginning. Ended with the close of the canon, 400 silent years. Began again with the Lord Jesus Christ and John the Baptist. Ended with the close of the canon. <coughs> silent ears. And then the tribulation period is going to ear, bring in a new era, and prophecy is again going to resume. Revelation chapter 11, verse 3 to 6. Who, who did I give those verses to? Okay, go ahead, Heidi. And will give power unto my two witnesses, <laughs> and they shall prophesy I will be These
0: are Focus after I am, okay? read on. And if any fire if any
1: Now, why do you think prophecies begin again? tribulation
0: period
1: it's a different dispensation that's really important it's got to be I... be to the
0: the
1: what was that I think it's got to be to the the well not a different gospel a different gospel. No, 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 it won't be a different gospel, you know, but but um, we'll talk about that l- later. Oh. Folks, um, I think next week I'm going to begin talking about dispensationalism again, because a lot of people haven't heard it, we haven't heard it in a long time, and we'll have a projection, we're we'll, we'll, going we'll to go through it, and, we'll, and it, gives, it gives us, what it does is it gives an overall picture of the Bible, and it's really important to understand all this, okay? But, so it's a different dispensation, that's essentially the answer, but it gets a bit more specific. Why do you think... That and that is the right answer, but but let's build upon it. Why do you think prophecy is gonna resume again during the tribulation
0: period? And it, it's, it's sort of like, to like to a the antichrist, it's to be easy to get swayed over to the antichrist decision. Right. right. So it needs Ex, Yeah, extra bit of help during the tribulation period. And another
1: aspect of it was it, it's gonna revert back and this is going to, we're gonna discuss this during dispensationalism. and um, we're gonna revert back to the period of the law. Because remember, the Church Age is, is what what a theologians call a parenthesis, you know, in brackets. The Church Age shouldn't have happened. What should have happened? The
0: they, should
1: have the they should have accepted. But according to Daniel chapter nine, verse twenty-four to twenty-seven, there were seventy weeks, seventy heptads, seventy sevens, seventy by four hundred ninety years and that was assigned to the fulfillment of everything, and it, it got it got the clock got stopped. The prophetic clock got stopped because the Jews rejected their Messiah. Therefore, the church age has begun, and as soon as, I can't wait for this period to be over, come on Lord, let's take us home, and resume the prophetic clock again. But when that prophetic clock gets going again, it's going to finish the last bit of the Old Testament, so to speak. You know what I mean? It's going to revert back to Old Testament times, sacrifices, you know, Everybody waiting for the Messiah. Do you understand? Well, when I say everybody, we're talking about the believers waiting for the Messiah. And Because it's booked there, we're waiting for his second coming, not his first coming. But do you understand? But we'll talk about that during dispensationalism, okay? And so part of that will be miracles and signs and prophecies, okay? Any questions on that? Does that sound fair enough? Okay, so we'll delve into that more in the coming weeks. Okay. All right, so let's, let's, let's move on. All right, so in summary, biblical prophecy ju- just has certain seasons. That's really important to know. There was clearly prophecy in the Old Testament while the Jews were completing the Old Testament canon. Then it ceased for 400,000 years. Prophecy resumed again during the period of the writing of the New Testament canon. Then it ceased at its completion as its purpose to confirm the New Testament message was realized Prophecy will again resume during the tribulation period, but only for a time afterwards it will not be necessary. Okay, so that's the overall picture of prophecy. Can we sort of get the overall picture? All good with that? Okay, now, as we close this series, as we talk about this mini-series, if you like, and uh, talk about prophecy, let's all turn to the book of Numbers, okay? Prophecy must be taken seriously. You have lunatics. i'm saying lunatics and they're prophesying left right and center and it just turns the idea of prophecy into a joke okay and it's 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 very disrespectful to the word of god very disrespectful because because we have genuine prophets with the word of god in our hands you with me here prophets were speaking the word of god you don't mess with it okay so so i'll call them spiritual lunatics because it's it's insane to do stuff like that okay Prophecy must be taken seriously. Moses' faithful man, men took prophecy seriously. Let's go to Numbers chapter 11, look at 26. It says here, But there remained two of the men in the camp. This is Moses' camp, the camp of Israel. The name of the one was Eldad, the name of the other Medad. And the Spirit rested upon them, and they were, and they were of them that were written, but went not out onto the tabernacle, and they prophesied in the camp. And they ran a young man and took Moses and said, Elder than me that did prophesy in the camp. And, Mo- and Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of Moses, one of his young men, answered and said, My Lord, Moses forbid them. Now, why are they getting so hesitant about this? Why are they getting so stirred up about this, fired up about this? Because prophecy was important. It was to be taken seriously. You don't mess with prophecy. And Moses went on to say, and is thou for my sake, I would to God that all of the Lord's people were prophets. And he had a wonderful answer. Okay. Jewish Romans chapter 18. Let's all turn to Jewish 18. Jewish Romans 18. Prophecy must be taken seriously. Brethren, there are consequences for not taking prophecy seriously. Jewish Romans chapter 18, verse 15. He wants to read verse 15 down to verse 19. The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee. Of thy brethren, like unto me, unto him ye he shall hearken. That's that prophet I talked about earlier, and that's the Lord Jesus. Verse 16. According to all that thou desirest of the Lord thy God in Horeb in the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, neither let me see this great fire any more that I die not. And the Lord said unto me, They have well spoken that which they have spoken. I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren like unto thee, who will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. And it shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken unto my words, which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. see that? It shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken to my words, I will require it of him. Would you say prophecies are serious? So when you have these different groups, groups that play out, I'm going to call it play acting. And you this prophesying stuff. If they were serious, and if this was real, which it's not, but if it was real, whoever didn't listen to what they were saying, God would require that of them. That's serious. Wouldn't you agree that's serious? Prophecy is to be taken seriously. So, I'm sorry, keep your marker there in Jeuteronomy. Let's all turn to Jeremiah chapter 25. Keep your marker there in Deuteronomy. Jeremiah chapter 25. Jeremiah 25. Jeremiah 25 verse 4 to 9, it says here, And the Lord sent unto you all the servants and prophets rising early and sending them, but ye have not hearkened nor inclined your ear to hear, they said, "Turn ye again, now every one from his evil way and from the evil of your doings, and dwell in the land that the Lord the God hath given the Lord hath given unto you as your fathers forever and ever. And go not unto other gods and serve them, nor worship them, and provoke me not to anger with the works of your hands. And I will do you no hurt. Ye have not hearkened unto me," saith the Lord, "that ye might provoke me to anger with the works of your hands to your own hurt. Therefore thus saith the Lord, because ye have not heard my words, behold, I will." Send and take all the families of the north, saith the Lord, and Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant, and I'll bring them against this land. And and he proclaims judgment. Why? Because they didn't listen to prophets. Extremely important to listen to prophets when the prophets are genuine. Does that make sense? Extremely important. Look at verse 13. Who wants to read verse 13 for me? So what the Lord is saying is all the words of the prophets I'm going to hold you accountable for and I want you to see the words of the prophets and, and so you can make a very clear uh, determination. The reason why I'm in this message is because I listen to the words of the prophets. You can see it. I want you to connect the dots. Do you understand me? That's how serious prophecy is. Not to be trifled with, not to be messed around. There were consequences for not listening to the prophecies of taking it seriously. Back to Deuteronomy, please. Deuteronomy chapter 13. So there were consequences for not taking prophecies seriously, but there were also consequences for falsifying prophecies. Okay? So I want us to look at this. Consequences for falsifying, for pretending. Okay? Not. Every prophet is genuine. It's really important to understand this because there are naive Christians who think somebody makes a prophecy that's probably from God. That's naivety. Naive Christians will say, if somebody prophesies, well, we've got to see, is this from God or not? It's naivety. You've got to know your Bible. You've got to know the overall picture. Verse 1 and 2. Who wants to read those verses for me, please? Verse 1 and 2. If there are kind of money, a prophet or a dreamer of a dreams and give it the final exciting...
0: The sign of wonder come to pass, where the okay, so here's, these are false
1: prophets, right? So not every prophet is genuine. So what does God require us to do when people make these prophecies and they do make these prophecies? Now listen, I'm not going to go after these prophets and take a look at their prophecies. I I've, I've better things to be doing than look at what they're saying. But if it crosses my path, do you understand? If it comes on my doorstep, I've got to deal with it. Would you agree with that? Okay, so what do we do when it crosses our doorstep? Verse 3. Who, who wants to answer before we read the verse? Does, who, what do you do when so many. Right. Say, but before we read the verse. Yeah, where, where are you from the verse? Where are you the verse? Oh, so we're Jude 13, I'm sorry. You said 18. Yeah. So. Did I say 18? I apologize. Jude 13, anyway, it doesn't matter. 13 it is. I apologize for apologize. that. So, so, what do we do if somebody starts making these prophecies? What do we do? Okay, so what do, do? you?
0: Okay. Yeah, but
1: before well, let's we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But you test them, right? Test them. Okay. Okay, you're a prophet. Okay, let's take a look. Let's take a look at your prophecies that you're making every week. You're standing up in your church, you're making these prophecies. Let's let's take these prophecies, okay? Verse three, brother Willie. I shall not on the words of that prophet? The Lord is testing people. Do you love the Lord or do you not? Are you going to listen to these people who make these prophecies? Or do you love God? That's a pretty strong statement, isn't it? Okay? So we we have to test these people. Okay. The Lord is is to be followed carefully first above the words of any prophet. Verse 4. And ye shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice, and ye shall serve him and cleave unto him. Okay, now, what happens to somebody who's a false prophet? Brother Brendan, you better read verse 5 because you already give him the answer.
0: And that prophet or that dreamer dreams shall so be put to death because he has spoken to turn you away. from The Lord your God which brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you out of the house as to trust the of the which the to walk in, so shall away
1: remind me here, brethren, just in case we missed this: what happens when somebody makes a prophecy and it's false? What do you do with the person according to the scriptures?
0: Okay. that.
1: Okay. Can we now start applying this to these Pentecostal churches that have <laughs> <all> these prophets?
0: <laughs> okay,
1: just okay. I'm being facetious here. Okay? But make the make point them? is, they're false prophets. And when they make these prophecies and they don't come true, according to the scripture, they're to be put to death. That's pretty strong. Would you agree with that?
0: Yeah.
1: But if when something's really strong, what do you think someone with and I want to be respectful here, but I'm just gonna come back and say it, what do you think someone with cop on is gonna do? Hear the consequences of their actions. And not try to prophesy. Because they'll know, if I get this wrong, off of my head. Do you understand what I'm saying? And that just just means, what that means is people start taking the word of God seriously. Because all this prophesying does, it makes a mockery of the word of God. Because when these prophets stand up and speak, people in their naivety and their lack of biblical knowledge equate that prophecy with scripture. And then they say, well, if I can't trust, well, they got it wrong, maybe the Bible gets it wrong too. Do you understand what I'm saying? God cannot wrong. You can't do that, brother. You can't do that. Okay. So, there's some strong stuff going on here. Let's, I'll turn to Deuteronomy chapter 18. I want to read this. Deuteronomy 18, verse 20. Listen to this, brother. It says here But the prophet which shall presume to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or that shall speak in the name of other gods, even that prophet shall not die. That prophet shall die. Now, listen to me. It goes on to say in verse 6 to 9. Let me read verse 6. It says here, okay, um, it must be in the, back in Jerusalem chapter 13. I didn't cover the chapter, okay? Verse 6 And if thy brother, the son of thy mother, or thy son, or thy daughter, or the wife of thy bosom, or thy friend, which is uh, as, the, as thy soul entices secretly, saying, "Let's go and serve other gods that thou hast not known." nor thy father's name, of the gods of the people which are round about you, nigh unto thee or far off from thee, from the end of the earth even to the other end of the earth, thou shalt not consent to them, nor hearken to them. Neither shall thine I pity him, neither shall I spare him, or conceal him, but thou shalt surely kill him. Wow. So what the scripture is saying is, even if it's a family member prophesy, no pity. So this is really, really. Would you agree? This is really serious. If people would just take the word of God seriously, they would stop messing around. There's too
0: much messing around. Sorry, Pastor. Yeah. It's not because we are at the age of grace that all this, this thing is happen, Because in the book of Ecclesiastes, I say that because judgment against evil work is not executed speedily, the heart of men is seen them to continue. Okay. So, because we are under the grace, because even in the olden days, uh, I think this thing will have happened. the Bible said that if there is no fault yeah. in the first testament, there will not be room for the second. One. And that's why Christ came and tell us all this in that we have had in the olden days. That I shall do this now. Don't do this again. But you understand all this for performance, there's nothing we can do for them. We have to wait for God. I we to to God. the last day because you yeah. can't want to go and kill them. We to mm-hmm. pray God to kill them. We are, not, yeah. we are not going to do anything for them until the last day. It's only those people that behave that are being deceived because mm-hmm. they are not going to go with their Bible because yeah. That I'm looking for prophecy. So what you're saying is, the, th- it's we going to can to do that? Con- it. Yeah, it's going to
1: continue. I agree, <laughs> but the thing is, if we realize what the Bible says, then we should have a bit of fear of God in us. And only those who fear God will recognize this is nonsense, because they're making these false prophecies and they're not happening. They're making the stuff up. No, no, it's not okay. So the thing is, okay. We're obviously not called up God to go around killing people who do false prophets. We all know that, but the point is, we need to be able to identify and say they're false prophets. or oh, don't the Old Testament to be put to death. I don't want anything to do with them.
0: That's just the only way
1: you can handle it. Even if the family member, that's pretty strong. There could be sneaky snakes about some of them. I mean, they could stand up in a pulpit and say, uh, yeah. you know, we've all heard it. There's someone here, uh, yeah. the Lord has given me a message. There's someone here, and they're having a problem with a family member, and uh, I'm praying for you, and, and uh, I know you're. They make it up. Yeah. I, I, it up, so. yeah. I
0: and,
1: could uh, say that, and probably have three people raise their hands. On yeah I, I heard this story it's actually quite funny it there. was there was, I think it was. i think it was john or rice i'm reading a book by him at the moment but i heard a story of that he was in a meeting and uh, he said he was actually it may not have in him but anyway but he was saying there's somebody in here who's stolen somebody and he preached hellfire and judgment on him this was several decades ago you know and he said you need to come forward at the end of the service you need to get right with god a hundred students get forward <laughs> So you don't know what's going on. I just thought that was hilarious, but it was great. God got a whole. I think it was a bit of a revival happening on that, on that campus. But anyway, point is, and all prophets are to be tested. John chapter 18. I, we don't have the time to go through this. 1 John 4, verse 1. 1 John 4, verse 1. All prophets are to be tested. Let's go to the New Testament now, okay? First John, Peter, Peter, John. 1 John chapter 4, verse 1. Beloved, do not be naïve, that's not what it says, but it does say this, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, test the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world, have some discernment, think for yourself. Okay, so all prophets are to be tested. Some prophets got their messages from devils. First Samuel chapter 18, verse 10 and 11. Don't have the time to turn there. And their false messages anger the Lord, Jeremiah 23, and they will face their judgment in Ezekiel chapter 14. So, in summary, prophecy must be taken seriously. Moses did, and so did his loyal men. Those who prophesy must be tested by the measure of truth, and a, which is the Bible, of course. And the law prescribes the death penalty for those who falsify. Prophecies. So, final question. What's the harm in prophesying? What's, what's, the, the, what's, what's the harm in the law? makes God a liar. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what it is. It makes God a liar. That's not okay, brother That's not okay. And uh, those who say that God says something when he didn't, not only not only is that a very false a barefaced lie but also makes God a liar as was already said. They are not to be listened to Deuteronomy 18 verse 20 to 22 I'll quickly read that because it's, it's it says in Deuteronomy 18 I know we're out of time and I apologize but Deuteronomy 18 let me quickly read that verse 20 it says here but the prophet which shall presume to speak a word in my name which I have commanded him that I have not commanded him to speak or that shall speak in the name of other gods, even that prophet shall die. And if thou shalt say in thine heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord hath spoken when a prophet speaketh in the name of the Lord, if that thing follow not, nor come to pass? If it doesn't happen what they said would happen, that is the thing which the Lord hath not spoken, but the prophet hath spoken it presumptuously, that thou shalt not be afraid of him. Don't listen to him. Don't give him the time of day They're not to be listened to whatsoever. Okay. And Revelation chapter 21 verse 8, I'll end with this scripture. But all liars shall have their part in the language burned with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Be careful what words you attribute to God or you allow to
0: be attributed to God. Any questions on that? Pastor Guy a, uh, a pastor in America. He has a church called Kapanaku. Uh, the church of the River. His name is William Brown. His name is William Graham. So he has a I think, around 1960, 60, 65, 65, yeah, his ministry was but the man died in the crash in the motor accident. This man has a lot of prophecy yeah. that came to pass. That's because he, I think the man came out from uh, Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. Also, he prophesies that it's, there, will, there will be a time in America when they are going to have a female uh, five president. Identified on the day of uh, whatever day of uh, whatever taking oath is going to wear a pink clothes and all these things. After that, believe they say because you have seen some our prophecy for long, and then they say this era, his prophecy has come to fast, which is now strengthening his follower to know that this man is a true prophet. I, I don't know what I've about it. What can you say about it? Well, I, I, I don't know him. I've like I, I,
1: I heard of some prophets. I don't follow prophecies or anything like that, but I, I've heard of some. But I would say, what about the ones that haven't come to pass?
0: I don't what about the that come to Yeah, pass. But because
1: people That's conveniently it. put that away. Well, some of them have come to pass. Well, what about the ones who haven't come to pass? That would be my concern. Because if he's speaking in the name of the Lord, then, then, he, then everything has to come to pass. It's all or nothing. Amen. Okay, so like, I believe most of this is the Word of God. I believe what we have here contains the Word of God, and you can trust it about 60%. Now, what 40% do you not trust? You can't do that. So I would just say all or nothing. Either his prophecies are all 100%, or he's a false prophet. End of. And if he happened to guess some things right, I will. I really don't have much to say about it. It's guesswork. Yeah, that's all I have to say. Okay, I don't need to look into every individual prophet, but the prophecies, whether they be prophecies, they shall fail. They have, but they will start again after the rapture. Okay, and we'll be up in glory, and we won't have to worry about it. That's Unless if you're saved, if you're not saved, I recommend you get saved before the rapture
0: happens. Maybe these false prophecies, yes, because many of them they have a good background of the testimony of salvation yeah, and then just when they come to ministry and they see what their counterparts are doing all over the world and they also they embrace it. Yeah. Because, let's said, they are born again before they start all this first promise, yeah. all this prophesies what to be their head? and how they are not going to join. What to be their end? Because they are born again already, because none of them I they can't have a good background. Do you know I school. can't
1: speak for the rent? All I know is there are God, God's people are caught up in Harrison. And, and who is God's child and who's not God's child? The Bible just says there are weeds, There is there are terrors on the weed. That's all I know. And Judas looked like a true Christian. That's all I know. I can't speak for individuals. It's not my job to figure out who isn't, who isn't. That's the Lord's business, but I'll just say if they prophesy things that don't come to pass and they say the name of the Lord, they're false. End of. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much